Hello, this is Lisa Hazard and Misty Lore and Donna. Donna is here again for another tarot talk. And this is a podcast where we're all psychic. And uh, we think we're all psychic. We've, we've discussed it and we don't need to go over that question, I guess, again. <laughs> Unless, Donna, you have some updates on that. I still feel that we are, in fact, all psychic. I feel that way too. Good deal. <laughs> so, um, very. Today, listeners, we are going to have some Halloween tarot talk fun. If you had listened to our tarot talk two with Donna, we went through, uh, picked through three different, like, picked two cards and then shuffled the deck and picked a random card and talked about them. So for this one, Misty and Donna and I picked two cards with spooky themes or horrifying themes. And Misty and I are using the Rider Waite tarot deck and Donna's using the Fox. So we're going to, if you want to look it up. Yeah. And I've got right away up too. So. She, oh, she does. She got them both. Oh, she, yeah. yeah, I've got them both up just in case because the imagery, while it's similar, it is certainly not the same. And so I'll try to use the imagery. That's right. That's awesome. So um, listeners, we would love like to, hopefully this will give you some Halloween fun and will be terrifying and you'll like stay up at night crying like the woman in the Nine of Swords. Because of this podcast and the stories we're going to tell. So um, I, 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 I'm going to go first because I don't think Misty's ready yet. Unless you want to go first, Donna. Nope, jump in. All right. So, I will follow. So listeners, what we're doing with our first cards that we picked. We picked a card. I picked a card from the Rider Waits deck. But we picked a card that we personally find terrifying and why. So I picked out of the Rider Wait the Judgment card 20. This card is freaking zombies. Let's look at these people in this card. They're blue. They're naked. They're, this angel is passing judgment. It's not a nice looking angel. It looks kind of like angry. And look at the, like, they're all like in, coming out of their coffin. So it reminds me of, you know, the Bible. I don't know much Bible verse stuff. I don't know much Bible. Um, I wasn't really taught it. But um, it just reminds me of how supposedly in some religious and Christian Christ, or Christian religions, they believe that like you're dead until a judgment day and then you rise up out of your tomb and you're like zombies in this picture, you know, and it's just terrifying. Like they've been in there forever and they're all blue and they're all in the water floating up. It's just, I don't know. It just terrifies me, but that's what it reminds me of. I always yeah. thought that was a t like a terrifying like theme in religions to have that when I die, I'll just be like doing something else until like a judgment day when I get, to go somewhere, you know, it's like, yeah, zombie, <laughs> exactly, rotting, alive. Yeah. <laughs> <Kind of. laughs> well, for, for a long time, I did not really realize because I, I was actually um, raised in the Catholic faith. And while they're really big on catechism, they're not particularly, or at least they weren't when I was a child, big on actual Bible. Right. They teach catechism, which is what, it's their religious dogma. So it's not Bible study, which for a lot of Christians, that's everything is centered around. Yeah, exactly. And it's a lot of morals from the Bible with the stories, but that's about right. all they're used for. So I did not realize for a long time that the idea of the resurrection of, of the second, you know, the second coming, right? When Jesus comes back for everybody, that it meant the literal resurrection of the body. Not yeah. that our souls would be called up to heaven or wherever. 
But somebody we did. Right away. Bodies coming up out of the grave. And I'm thinking, well, okay, you know, I was always pretty logical. And so my first thought was, you know, there have been people that have been dead for a week. <laughs> Like some dust particles just rise up and go. Exactly. I mean, (laughs) the physical body is no more. (laughs) It ain't down there. (laughs) I just, I don't know. There's always been a part of me that's been a little terrified of being buried alive. And uh, the idea of like that belief system that you do stay alive and not alive, but your body does stay whole. It doesn't matter if it doesn't or not in some of these belief systems in science, you know, <laughs> but because God will preserve it until you pass judgment. So um, I think that's terrifying because you're conscious kind of in the way it's told to me and explained to yeah. me by people. So you're not conscious. Yeah, you're just like existing, yeah. like in the ground waiting to be judged. That just sounds terrifying to me. Yeah, to me, that's a really <laughs> terrifying. That's a really yeah. Terrifying. That's why the judgment card I mean, scares yeah, me sometimes. Yeah. I mean, the idea of a soul detached from a body that's doing whatever it's doing outside of the physical plane, I don't find scary. No, yeah, that'd be cool. They, that's you no, know, the body is just. I mean, it's a shell, and and you know, just like a you know, you, see, you find an empty shell on the seashore. It's not scary. <laughs> it's cast off. It's no longer inhabited but the idea that some form of consciousness or awareness would continue in a physical body that was buried yeah because i mean these bodies in this picture i mean they're alive they 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 have these faces i mean they're 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 alive i mean they're bodies but they're blue i mean they're just and they're all like in the same pose with their arms out right you know outstretched and raised up toward the angel and the angel has red wings, which, you know, red in angel colors is usually a really kind of aggressive for angels. And uh, not always, but it is. And it, that red cross white flag, I don't know what that is. It probably has some symbolism that I'm not aware of. But when I read about tarot symbolism, gray clouds are like doubts. There's some doubt around the truth. So something about that is terrifying, too. Yeah. <laughs> With well, that angel. I, mean, I, I think yeah. that. I, I th- think that the um that that card really says it all um the judgment i mean all of us all of us don't like to be judged you know yeah. and it's a big problem you say judgment somebody oh when, when somebody says you know the judgment is coming that means you're like oh shit you know all the bad stuff i've done in my life is coming back to me now <laughs> and, and you don't think about the good stuff but you think about the bad stuff yeah. yeah, yeah, it's kind of terrifying. Yeah, and the idea that it's the last judgment, right? It's the final judgment. It's where right. It's, it's where where they're going to separate, you know, the the everlasting living from then the truly dead, right? Or the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> they're the kind of dead. They're kind of alive. The they're blue. <laughs> okay, Donna. Are you ready for uh, for your card, your terrifying card? Yeah. Um, you know, I will tell you and I will preface this statement um, with um, I, I don't find it to be so um, because I've used it for so long. But I know for a lot of people, especially if I'm reading for a client and they haven't either seen the, the Felt Tarot or they're not familiar with it. But even a lot of seasoned readers that I've known over the years have told me that they find the entire Thoth deck disconcerting 
or outright scary. Really? Is it because of the mythos or is it because of the tarot deck? I think it's because of the imagery. I mean, a lot of the imagery is really very, um, it's, you know, again, you think about right away, you think about the death card, you think about the devil. I mean, these are concepts that most people don't find, you know, appealing. They're, they're dark. Um, there's something that scary. I've always found kind of, yeah, exactly. There's scary images just in and of themselves. But the way um, uh, Crowley worked with um, Lady Harris to um, for color schemes and shape, but there's something really dynamic about it. I find that the folk has a lot of um, dynamism. It's a, it, it, the images look like they're moving, even though they're clearly not. And that's that's a good point. And you're they right. do. Yeah, you're right. Nobody ever wants to get death, the death card. But, right. you know, they don't understand the whole meaning to it, you know? Exactly. They're taking the literal it's meaning. And, of course, it's scary. Oh. And then, you know, you look at the, you know, at the South Tarot death card, and he's not some stately skeleton guy who looks like a nobleman riding on a horse. He's, like, dancing. I mean, he's got this, like, really vibrant energy he's very um you know you think of skeletons i mean you know they're bones right so they're they're solid and stiff and and kind of you know he's like he's fluid and literally he is dancing so yeah it's like, whoa wait a minute <laughs> i'm looking so, him up on my phone right now yeah it's like okay this is i'm looking this at is, him too and and his you know and he's swinging that scythe and he is just like He's he loves his job. Oh, right? he's wonderful. Yeah, he, he I, does I, love his job. Oh, oh. this is a, this is, this is what a, is his head? Yeah, it's a big helmet. It's it like looks. It, it reminds me of like a funnel teapot or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually it's supposed to be the Osiris. Out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think though, it's supposed to be the, like when you see Egyptian Im- images of Osiris. Yeah. His his head gear. Okay, yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. That makes sense. As Egyptian, they love the. Egyptian. But it does look like a cheap. Just <laughs> <laughs> what I saw, but of course I've got watermarks on my image right here. Yeah. But um, it's also the spirits in the in this death card. Like the people in the rider weight look like. Yeah, yeah. these yeah. guys look pretty yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah, they very except for the one girl. The one girl in the white is. Like looking away, like oh, I don't want to see you. <laughs> I know you're coming. Oh, I see her. Oh yeah, yeah. I see her talking about yeah, yeah. But this child is like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> right, just very yeah. It's 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 just got a really different feel. But again, mm. I mean, is it is it scary? It can mean so many things too. Yeah, and and the idea that you know, obviously, the way we think about death our experiences with death i mean actual death not not the symbolic death that the card typically is is trying to address which is change but it's also a change that every living thing goes through right yeah but yeah so it can be a little bit i mean again i i love the card but i also find or can see what would be scary about the image or at least very uh, arresting about the image especially the first time I, I looked at it or the first time I really started looking at it in, in depth. Um, 
So yeah, that's one that's definitely a scary one. And the Rider Waite one is actually, again, especially if you're looking at it as a literal thing, um, then uh, yeah, of course, you know, it, it, death is not something that most of us um, are completely comfortable with, or at least not, you know, not all. Yeah. yeah, whether it be a transformation or literally death itself, or, you know, starting something new, you know, all that's frightening. Yeah, change and the unknown. The unknown, yeah. Both at the same time, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. change, big unknowns, like moving because you have to and you have no money or something like that to a place where you don't like it. Something like that because it pops into my head, you know, because you don't know a soul or something. Well, um, yeah, and again, a lot of changes are forced yeah. I'll say yeah. forced upon us. They're not <laughs> right. So that we chose, we find that we need to change whether we were prepared for it or wanted to or not. So, right, right, yeah. right. So, Misty, what you, would you pick for your, your well, scary this card? It's kind of a hard one. But after looking through all of them, I would have to say mine is going to be the tower. And the reason why is because there are people jumping out of a tower <laughs> on fire. And that was terrifying to me. Um, and also, you know, when you know the meaning of it, I mean, it, it means a disaster's coming. You know, it, it, you better get ready. It's going to be bad. Um, nothing in this card sounds great to me. No, <laughs> you know it, it, it's not a good I don't time usually. Death, you know, in that, yeah, I had <laughs> I, I used not. it's not. I used the Osho Zen mostly when I was reading tarot for a long time before I started using the Rider weight system and different decks. And that yeah. tower is yeah. called Thunderbolt, and it's like always been a positive card. So I kind of have mixed feelings about the tower card because of my experience for like ten years reading with that Osho Zen deck. Or whatever along, you know, and the Thunderbolt card and people would be like, oh, it's a tower, isn't it? And I'm like, well, it's a tower. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. I looked it up and I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But then I read, you know, I just went with what my Osho Zen yeah. deck taught me. But it's that the idea of like, it's like when you see it for the card of the day or something, when you pull it for yourself, it's just like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's like, okay. another card. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, who, who? it's like nobody's nobody's around. Can I cheat? Yeah. <laughs> can I pull a different card? Yeah. Nobody saw that. You can. <laughs> you can. I said so. Or or, you know, and again. And even reversed. Even reversed, it's still bad. I mean, yeah. it's not as bad, but it's still bad. I don't usually see so, it that bad reversed. Bad. It's just coming, I guess. You know, or you're avoiding it. Avoiding it, yeah. Still, yeah, I don't want anything to do with this card. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it. No, no, I will pass. (laughs) (laughs) So, next listener, and if you want to join us, I think there's a thing on my anchor hosting app now where I can put a poll up and you can vote if you want to. So I'm going to try to remember to do that and I'll put a poll up there and you can vote for 
your your scary card. So next we're gonna we're gonna pick a card that um that reminds us of a scary story. So um I picked uh I'll go first again, make it fun. Out of the rider weight, I picked the hermit. And and I do have a story. Yeah. Um now I mean Okay, it, for me, a lot of times the Hermit Reverse is my crazy card anyway. So when it's reversed, it's really scary. But this goes back to when I was in Girl Scouts in fourth grade. And I went on a trip, like, what is it, overnight Girl Scouts trip to a cave. And we spent the night in a cave and went spelunking. I was like fourth or fifth grade. And um, with a bunch of Girl Scouts and a priest and uh, the Girl Scout co-leaders, like the, uh, you know, the women the mothers who who ran it and um it like we went all through the cave i mean it was it was really fun but it was also pretty scary but when we got to where we we're going to camp for the night the priest tells this story he's let's tell scary stories and we had a fire and uh earlier on our trip through the cave spelunking i just like saying that <laughs> um <laughs> There we, we heard water, you know, and it was and this is where we inter- we ended up sleeping near where we heard this water and we went up there and, and there was a big metal trash can catching spring water and it was filling out the trash can too, like one of those aluminum t- trash cans from way back. And and you could just take yeah. your hands and just drink out of it. And it was the most pure, most delicious water I've ever had in my life. And ice cold. Anyway, so the priest is telling the story. You can hear the water where we are. He says, In this cave, there's a cave hermit. And uh, he'd been making jokes about the cave hermit all along. But then, you know, when it was scary story time, he started telling us about the cave hermit and he was terrifying. He liked to eat little girls and stuff like that, you know, and it was supposed to be scary stories. We were all laughing and stuff, you know. (laughs) And um, so in the middle of the night, I woke up. And I heard this like squeaking in my, we had to carry all our stuff in trash bags because it was really muddy. And I heard the squeaking bouncing and I looked over, I could kind of see with a flashlight that I really quickly turned on under my sleeping, in my sleeping bag, that it was like something in the bag alive. And uh, it scared the crap out of me. I turned off my light and I was just so scared, so scared, and so scared. And I kept hearing it. And then I went back to sleep just because I got so scared. I just kind of passed out. And then I woke up again and I didn't know why. And I was just like, everybody was so quiet in that cave. Everybody was asleep. And all of a sudden I heard the trash can fall down. The down into the, the it started bouncing off the walls when it was falling. And I knew that cave hermit did it. I knew he did. I was terrified because I came I mean, no, because he, he, he told us the guy was there and where he lived. He drank that water at one point. I mean, he, he told us all this stuff. So I was convinced I was like a little girl and I loved the story. And I was, I mean, I knew that cave hermit. So I still have like, when I see that card, I always think of the cave hermit. Because he scares me. Because <laughs> yeah. he woke me up and scared the crap out of me when that trash can, because it was metal, you could hear it bang, bang. bang, bang, bang. Uh, anyway, so that's my scary story. Uh, Donna, would you like to go next? <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I guess this isn't, I don't know. I guess it is scary because I've been, you know, I've been around for a while. And I've been through some really, you know, dark periods in my life, which I think we all have. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one of the cards, this is a lot less um, primal than yours. Um, 
And I did have some scary experiences when I was a kid because I would see stuff, right, that I didn't necessarily understand. Yeah. Um, but I don't really have, I, 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 I wanted to kind of explore and see if there was a card that triggered any of those particular memories for me. And it, I, I didn't have one that really did that for me the way the hermit does for you. But I will say that going through an exceptionally bad period at one point, um, I, I picked the Ten of Swords in both the Rider Waite and in um, the South. And in South, it's a little more, um, I mean, it, there, it's, it's clearly not a pleasant card in either deck. No, um, it's, it's brutal. Right. <laughs> the Ten in the Rider Waite is, you know, the poor person is, you know, lying, you know, prone and Ten swords are driven into the into yeah, the his back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. stabbed in the back, right? And then uh, in the thoth, it's it's a little more geometric, but but there is a point where all ten of the swords are piercing a heart. I'm and, looking it up. Yeah, and I guess one of the things for me that's been a challenge, and that that card will always trigger for me. Um, especially to that one period in my life is, um, at what point when you're either grieving or hurting or feeling like you have, you know, nobody around or nobody to, you know, like everybody's kind of turned on you or, you just right. or, um, to me, there's a point where, um, I mean, obviously you have to feel all your feelings and you have to process what's happening, but also I think that there's a point where you can either become really bitter and cynical. Or you can kind of transcend your experience and move on to something else. And so with your permission, because it's really a short poem, um, I found this poem. I had, I had heard it probably before. I, or I had heard a part of it before. But right at that kind of crucial point where I was still feeling the feelings, wanting to get past it, but also in a way you kind of hold on to it. Um, it's a poem by Stephen Crane. It's called In the Desert. It's really brief. Do it. Do it. Thank you so much. In the desert, I saw a creature, naked, bestial, who squatting upon the ground, held his heart in his hands and ate of it. I said, is it good, friend? It is bitter. Bitter, he answered. But I like it. Because it is bitter and because it is my heart. Ooh, I got chills. That one gives me chills. Yeah, me too. I do. I love mm. that. Like I got on my, my jawline too. Ooh, and you, you read a poem, you good, you're good at that. Yeah. Ooh. That was an awesome. Nailed that. Yeah, that yeah, was really yeah. good. Who's that by? Yeah. Uh, the the poet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Stephen Crane and the title is in the desert. Okay. And it's just, but if you actually look, what most people remember is because it is bitter or because of it. Yeah. Hard. Even if you search it on that line, it'll come right up. Okay. It will. But yeah. So for me, you know, for really dark periods of time, and that's, I guess, more emotional, psychological, it's still very frightening to me to be in a place where you're in pain and part of you wants to get beyond the pain and part of you is actually still sort of contrarily or strangely holding on to it just because it's yours. 
right? You know it too. It's habitual too. And it's yours. Yeah. yeah. It's part of what you think you are. You identify as, mm-hmm. as it being part of you, you know, like your identity and what, what you've become. It, it shapes you. Yeah. You allow it to, I, I, yeah, I, I, I try to think of it differently, but sometimes it does that, you know, I try yeah. to get out of that, but sometimes I will, I'll find myself stuck in some 16 year old insecurity, you know, that <laughs> I thought was long gone. Yeah. Yeah. Something we like all, that. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We, all, we all do that. Yeah. And, and to Misty's point, too, and kind of going back one one step to transformation, the other question, okay, so it's yours, right? It belongs to you and it's part of your identity. The other thing is, who will you be without it? Yeah. No, I love that. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what kills you, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I live off of. <laughs> but that uncertainty, right? If I let this go. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. Let, let this go and move forward. <laughs> who will I be? What will yeah. I be? Yeah. 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 It's, it's hard to recognize it too. It's hard to rec- for me anyway. It's hard to recognize when there's that, that um, attachment to a, a habit of thinking about something being an identity identifier of my identity you know who i am and my soul you know it's just usually uh, you know i found out through menopause that if you just forget it it doesn't anymore <laughs> i'm not lying you forget it and you don't remember it anymore and then it comes back a couple years later and you're like well i didn't really like living with that identity piece I'll think about this some more, <laughs> you know, yeah. or I need to deal with this one. <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should, revi- maybe we should revisit this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I picked, um, the moon card and the reason why I picked the moon card is I mean I love animals of all sorts, but in the moon card, um, there's like this vicious looking dog, or um, I don't know, maybe a fox or some some kind of animal, and he's got his teeth out and he's looking at the moon and he's just growling. Well, <clears throat> to me that triggers back a memory of when I was probably about eight years old and we were all in sleeping bags on the floor at my grandmother's house and i remember so sleeping bags i don't know <laughs> it was the 80s come on <laughs> yeah anyway i woke up and there was this dog a black dog staring right at me with big red eyes and it was so scary that i froze i couldn't move and i did the old move of putting the sleeping bag over my head and just telling myself this isn't real i didn't see that and then i eventually went back to bed and then uh, years later i found out that my brother saw the same dog on the same night but we never talked about it that's so to me, that's pretty scary. Wow. Ooh, yeah. That's a Halloween yeah, story. Yeah, I got Hellhound. Yeah. Good one. All right. 
I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get my my yeah. writer weight and I'm gonna shuffle and it, it up. It's a full moon. <laughs> oh yes, that's really weird. And you know that moon in the Me moon too. card is kind of weird. It's like a sun moon or a moon like right. kind of it's crescent and a. I know it is. Yeah. But it's a person in the because it's got rays almost the way the same way that's that the sun would have rays and it is sort of a pale yellow it isn't like right. i mean i think i mean although i've seen yellow or golden moons but even orange but this one you know it it's not white or silver or silvery white or gray it's it's sort of sunlike yeah yeah you're yeah it's, it's confusing it's it's really it's supposed to be a little confusing i think so i'm i just shuffled my rider weight and now listeners I'm going to pull a card and tell you a scary story that I make up or think of. <laughs> I hope I think of something. I might pick a different card if I don't. So I picked the Eight of Wands. That's a really hard card to make into a scary story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to work with it, though. I can do it. I'll take the challenge. So, listeners, the Eight of Wands is eight wands dashing or they're rushing or they're flying or they're leaning or they are just somehow going or down into the right or they're going up into the left which way are they going so um to me okay so once upon a time on this desert island far far away the people who lived on this side of the island across the water on that island they could see this little house right and uh there's a little house on this island i mean across the water so the little indigenous people, the natives of this island, they were like, hmm, we got to do something about that guy over there because he's probably trouble. So um, so they got their magic wands because they're magical people with wands, these uh, people on the island. And they decided to do this certain kind of spell where they threw eight of the magic wands. And it had to be eight because eight is the number of taking control in this population. And uh, they just had to throw it across the water, but they missed. And then you reverse the card and they stop fighting the guy across. It's not very scary, but it's as creative as I can get. Um, You know, later on, I would guess that guy would get ticked off. And, uh, you know, it's just he's so isolated and lonely and those people have it so good. So I feel like this guy up here, you know, after he saw them attack him and being all suspicious because he saw it, he has a mic, he has a telescope and he watches them all the time. So I feel like, you know, he uh, it's kind of like a little moat around his place, around his island part. So I think he got his uh, sea monster in the moat. You know, he ordered one off Amazon and he put it in there. And then the the people on the uh, other side, I don't think they're pretty happy about it because, you know, um, the sea monster just started like eating their toes. That's where they used to soak their feet. Um, and they couldn't soak their feet anymore because the sea monster would eat their toes. So it was kind of like, you know, neighbors. It's just about neighbors and wands. <laughs> All right, there you go. Not very scary. I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of a nice card. So it's yeah, it's a really great nice card. card. It's a really scary card, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right your turn donna let's see what you got <laughs> all right let's see let's see what happens here all right see. donna all right i'm actually i'm shuffling my rider weight i'm actually going to pick the rider weight card first and then i may pick the both 
the corresponding card in both. All right, let's see. Oh, well, okay. So they made it easy on me. I've got the devil. Ah, you <laughs> lucky. That's a great one. That's a great one. Ah, I did that lucky. I'm jealous. Tell us a story about it. Error. So there are two people, there actually are two people shown chained together um, in the Rider Waite card um, at the devil's feet. And I feel that these are people who purposely and intentionally decided to follow a dark path. Not in sort of that kind of playing around the edges, you know, or finding out just enough to find a way to balance the dark with the light, but really going all Yeah, they have horns. Yeah. Going into the dark. I mean, they, they have uh-uh. <laughs> they have embraced it fully. They want and need that identification with what they perceive of, you know, as as the devil, which is this sort of this purely evil force, right? Um, and with no counterbalance or no light to balance it out. And finally, he's got them where he wants them, but they're, they were believing or hoping that by that full dedication, that they would have power like the devil does. And instead, what they've come to realize now at this moment is that since the devil is a liar, he's the prince of lies, he lied to them. And whatever power they may have had temporarily while they were doing their thing, you know, on earth, now I feel like they're, you know, they're they're dead or dying. <clears throat> and they're completely under his control and they're subjugated by him because he would never allow them to have even a, a little bit of the power that he has, especially the power he has over human beings or over human souls, um, because they might try to challenge him, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going to keep them completely subjugated for eternity, basically. Oh, it's terrifying. That's scary. Mm-hmm. And that, scary? <laughs> that was really scary. I really like that. It, I was just noticing him. I've never noticed this before, but on the devil, he's doing the Vulcan salute. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> Live long and prosper. It's terrifying. That quadrant poet. Yes. Well, ladies, I hate to tell you, but I've got the scariest one of all. Piece of cups. <laughs> I have the Ten of Pentacles reversed. Oh. Oh. And my story is going to be really terrifying. Okay. Once there was a man who had lots of money. He was a millionaire, but he was lonely. So he decided that he would try to find love. And he found this woman and fell madly in love with her. And everything was great until she spent all his money. And then she left him hanging dry. And he lost all his finances. 
he was lonely and he lost everything. The end. That's just devastating. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, what, what, does he still love yeah. her? Does he still love her? That's what I need to know. Because <laughs> if he does, it's no. the saddest, scariest story. <laughs> no. no, she took everything. She took everything from him. Everything. And so he does God. still love her. And, and he's like, <laughs> what the heck? Well, of yeah. course she still loves her. <laughs> she was not correct. Yeah. Oh, no. So he needs, to, he needs feel, to solve some problems with him. <laughs> well, I think that we all feel we're all afraid of financial failure. Yeah. And we're all afraid of being lonely. And we're all afraid of loss. Well, that's what this card is all about. So, to me, those are the scariest things you can get. <laughs> right. That that's pretty bad. It's like as practical and as like like down to earth and as realistic as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are real. Those yeah. are real life fears. Yeah. Know? I told you. Yeah. Yeah. You had a terrible. I'm I'm not feeling too good, man. I'm gonna throw up and and just take a cold shower and <laughs> and eat something like a, like a lot of food, you know, and be grateful. I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, I, I have loved this. This was really fun. I have like I I was bitten by a black widow a few days ago, and I'm not feeling well. And y'all cheered me up a lot. And um, I would like to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is everclear.com or an app, and you get your advice from psychics and empaths so you can gain the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And uh, Donna and I are both on there. You're not, you're on Everclear, right, Donna? I am on Everclear as um, Maria M. Okay, yes, right. All right. So yeah, and I'm on there as Lisa P. <laughs> I did. They, they 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 asked you know for us not to use a name we've used before, and I've used my real name before, so I was like, okay. Well, when I was in first grade, they called me Lisa Pisa. So Lisa Pisa. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling you that now, Lisa. Yeah, it's, it's always stuck in my head, Lisa Pisa, and it didn't mean, it didn't mean anything. And they were trying to be mean when they did it. They're teasing, you know, and not it's being a little rhyme. Bert, you know, <laughs> it's the only one I've ever had. Um, but anyway, Aww. thank you, Everclear, and thank you, listeners, and thank you, Mitty, Anna, and and I love doing this podcast with you guys. We'll have another one real soon. I hope y'all uh, don't sleep tonight or today, whenever. You <laughs> or maybe sleep a little yeah. less easy, just a little bit less easy. <laughs> yeah, don't you get financially lost either. No. <laughs> That's what I have to say. I wish you all a good night. Thank you. I had a wonderful time, as I always do. I am so glad that I was able to be with both Misty and Lisa tonight. Thank you both so much. Yeah. And I look forward to being with Thank you again you. soon.